Father, in the name of Jesus, for the gift of today. We want to thank you for your mercies. And we want to thank you for your loving kindness. This is the day you have made, and your word declared that we have to rejoice in it. Thank you, O Lord, that you have brought us into another month. A month full of your abiding presence, even with us, in the name of Jesus. We worship you as we gather before your presence, Lord Jesus. It is our prayer that the heavens shall be opened, O Lord, over us, and you speak directly into our lives. Grant us understanding and grant us a deeper revelation of your word. Let this word become part of us as we meditate. And may we walk in the power of your abiding presence. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, we want to thank you for keeping faith with Manzion Daily Devotional. We've entered the second half of the year. And we believe that this God of Mount Zion, who held our hands and took us through this glorious six months, will also take us through the, the next half and the last half of the months in the year. Our focus for the month of July is God's abiding presence god's abiding presence in our test is taken from joshua chapter 1 verse 9b he said that have i not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be afraid do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So we are talking about the abiding presence of Jehovah God. The abiding presence of Jehovah God, the abiding presence. God promised Joshua that he will be with him wherever he goes. Meaning his presence will be with Joshua. Amen. But our topic for today is created for fellowship. We want to get to the beginnings of man. So that we will understand this topic of abiding presence. And our topic for today is created for fellowship. God created one of the reasons why God created us, or one of the purposes why God created man, according to Genesis chapter number one, verse 26, that God wanted somebody like him. 
Why somebody like him? Somebody he could reason with, somebody he could share fellowship with, somebody he could talk to, somebody he could play with, <laughs> somebody he could reason together with. Hallelujah. So one of the purposes why God created man in the way he created him was to have or set a platform for man and God to have fellowship. And you cannot have fellowship without being together. Amen. Or being on the same wavelength. It could be two different places, but talking together, communicating. And that is also about his abiding presence. The more we communicate, the more he communicates, the more his presence rubs on us hallelujah so let's take the scripture reading from genesis chapter 1 verse 26 the bible says then god said let us make man in our image in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the bears in the sky over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all creatures that move along the ground. <laughs> so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Hallelujah. The other time, somebody was trying to find out whether the creation, this is just by the way, but listen to it. This is my answer to that question. If some of you were at that occasion, if you remember, that a man said he thought or he'd been thinking that the creation of a woman is an afterthought. But the Bible does not support it. The Bible says that in verse 27 of Genesis chapter 1, that so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. We hear that them. Then he explained who are the them. He said, male and female, he created them. So the creation of the female was not an afterthought. God's very first conception of man, he had the woman also in mind. So the woman was inside the man that he first created or first formed. And when he wanted the woman to come out, he just took the woman out of the man. God did not go assembling another set of uh, soil to create a woman. Because he had already created. Creation is spiritual. Okay? Formation is physical. God created man. Then after he formed man. So creation is a, is a spiritual aspect of, of the whole process. And formation is where he put the soil dead together and made the shapes. Then what he had created in his spirit, he released it through his breath into the clay. And the Bible said the clay became a living soul. Amen. So the woman was within the man. It wasn't an afterthought. God had women in mind at the point that he was creating man. So that is just by the way. But notice that God has, had created all the things he needed to create in the universe. Then, on the sixth day, he decided 
And if you listen closely to the rendition, English language, the Bible says, then God said, see that word God there in Hebrew is Elohim, the plural form of God, meaning God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, decided, okay? God said, I hope you understand what I mean by the plural form of God. God is in three persons, but they all act as one. You don't have three gods. You have one God who is in three persons, who demonstrates himself in three ways. That's what we refer to as the triune God, the Trinity. Amen. And the Bible says, let us. So the let us tells you that it is more than one entity talking. Let us, Pura, make man, mankind, in our image, <laughs> in the image of the Father, the image of the Son, in the image of the Spirit. So every human being carries all these images, if I am to put it that way. Part of the Father, part of the Son, part of the Holy Spirit. So let us make mankind in our image and in our likeness so that he may rule over the fish of the earth, the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and over the livestock and all the world animals, everything that, over all creatures that move along the ground. So everything that God had created Man was made to be able to be in command and manage what God has made. But God said that we want somebody who bears our image and bears our likeness. We need somebody who can function like us in a way. Amen. Somebody who can function like us. So, somewhere in scriptures... The Bible says when God, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 19, Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and the wild animals. You see? The Bible says after God has created all the animals, he, he sent all of them to man and say, Charlie, name them. <laughs> so now God has somebody like himself who could even help him in the creation process. Amen. So that's why we were saying that one of the purposes why God created man was for fellowship was to be present with that person or somebody he could communicate with, somebody he could dialogue with, somebody he could share his thoughts and his minds and his ideas. And this is exemplified over here. God took all the animals he had created to Adam, to man, and asked him 
to name them. The Bible says, any name that man gave to the animals, so became their name even up to today. So man had the quality and the authority to behave like God. Amen. And God was enjoying that he has somebody he could fellowship with. He has somebody he could always be with. So man also had the privilege of God's abiding presence in creation. Amen. And that is what it was supposed to be. That man could assess the presence of God any day to fellowship with him, to share his thoughts with him, to share his problems with him. And God also ever desired. That's why he created man in his own likeness, in his own image, not in the likeness of another thing. Because he wanted somebody he could fellowship with. So we were created to benefit and enjoy the abiding presence of the Lord. And this happened. And continued to happen until one day. Something else happened. And this abiding presence was no, no longer possible. But even before that, the Bible says that Adam had no suitable helper for himself. And, and Adam did not question God. But God's abiding presence made him acknowledge the part that Adam needed help. Because they were in fellowship. He could read Adam's mind. <laughs> he could look at the expressions of his face. And he could meet his need. Anytime there is fellowship, if we are in fellowship with somebody, if we are in close communication, when they are in good mood, you know, when things are not right, you know. And that's one of the benefits of the abiding presence of God. The closer you are to Him, there are times you, you may know how to open your mouth to ask. He knows what is on your heart. And He moves in to supply it. Amen. We're talking about God's abiding presence. One of the purposes why he created us. He created us for fellowship. So that he will always be with us. The Bible says when God noticed that Abraham needed a suitable helper, the Lord caused the man to fall into sleep. And whilst he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord made the woman from that rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. As soon as the man saw the woman, he understood what had taken place. Why? Because he was in constant fellowship and communication. So he understands the things God does. He reasons like God. He sees like God. Even though he was asleep when all this took place, look at what he said. He said, the man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. How did he know that the woman came from her bones? He was asleep, but he knew because he reasons like God. He functions like God. Amen.
and said, It shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. How did he know that? So, you see, God had made somebody who could reason like him, who can perceive things, who can even see when his eyes are closed. <laughs> so, that is the man God created. So close to God, so functions like God, because they were in constant fellowship. God's abiding presence was always with man. Amen. So man could buy into the realm of the spirit and bring the things he sees there into the physical realm. He lived just like God. He functions like God. But something happened. And one day, this fellowship was broken. And this abiding presence was far removed from man and what happened when you read genesis chapter 3 the bible said the devil deceived eve the wife of man to eat the fruit that god had commanded them not to eat in a nutshell he he deceived eve to disobey to, to disobey god and therefore sin against god and adam also joined in the sinning party so man sinned against god and the Bible says, man fell short of the glory of God. For that which connects God's abiding presence to man, which is God's spirit in man, died. And therefore, man lost that fellowship. He lost his abiding presence. So when God came to man, as he usually do, because I said that one of the purposes why he created us was for fellowship. When God came there, man was running far away from God instead of running to him because the fellowship had been broken by the power of sin. Beloved, if you want to you continue to enjoy this abiding presence, then we have to keep ourselves out of sin. We need to walk in purity of the heart and walk in holiness and function in righteousness. The Bible says, the Bible says, when God got, got, got to the, the garden, he was looking for man. The man he usually fellowship with, it. the man could not be found. And God has called to man, where are you? <laughs> And man answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. And remember our team test, it says, I have commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Sin will make you afraid to come closer to God. But if we are living right, don't be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God's abiding presence. Man said, I heard your voice and I was afraid because I was naked. Then he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded not to eat from? And the man said, the woman. And the woman said, the serpent. <laughs> and the serpent had no one to push it. Hallelujah. So what broke 
this fellowship and the ability of man to attract the abiding presence of God was sin. And sin drove man far away. The Bible says, one of the punishments that man received was that he was driven out of the garden of Eden. He was driven out of God's presence. Amen. And therefore, God's abiding presence was no longer there for him. He could not enjoy this abiding presence. He lost it. He lost fellowship. He lost communion. He lost friendship. He lost the fatherhood of God. And that has been the bane of man, especially the, the unregenerated man, the man who had not repented and had not received Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior. He still live outside the presence of God and without God's abiding presence. But we as born again children, if you are listening to me and you are born again, the presence has been restored. And it was restored through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our sins have been fully paid for. And the Bible says, now Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. The Israelites were promised that a son will be born. He will be named Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And that was the beginning of the restoration of the presence of God unto mankind. God with us. Jesus came to be with his people. And God was living in the midst of their people, even though the Bible says those he came to did not receive him. But to those who receive him, he gave them the power to become the children of God. And if you are born again, we have received restoration of God's abiding presence. And therefore, enjoy it, even as we take steps to get into the revelations and the truth about God's abiding presence in this man. But let it be known to you that God created us so that his, his presence will be with us, so that we can share fellowship with, us, with him. Man lost it, but Jesus has restored it. The journey of God's abiding presence begins with us now. May the Lord open our eyes and grant us understanding so that we will know where we are, even in him, and we will cherish his abiding presence, and we will take advantage of his abiding presence, even through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Beloved, if you are sick, put your hand where you are sick. Jesus came to break the power of sickness and diseases. The Bible says, by his wounds you are healed. I pray for you. Let that backache leave you now in Jesus' name. May the healing hand of God touch you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Command every organ with you that is shut down to rise up and begin to function normally. May you be healed from arthritis, be healed with backbone diseases, be healed with kidney, liver disease, be healed with your heart disease, be healed your fibroid attack be healed of every kind of affliction. In Jesus' name, I declare you healed. Amen. And beloved, if you have heard us and you are, 
you have not received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, shall we pray this prayer together so that the Lord will come into your life and you will also be reconnected to the abiding presence of God and be reconnected to the fellowship with Jehovah. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, I believe Jesus died for my sins and he was raised for my justification. This day, I confess him as my Lord and personal Savior. Dear Jesus, come into my heart and make me your own and help me to live for you for the rest of my life on earth. If we pray this, we all shout Amen and Amen in the name of Jesus. Make, may you please take these four steps for me. Join a Bible-believing church. Let them baptize you in water. Let them also baptize you. Pray for you to receive the host with baptism. And submit yourself to discipleship classes so that you can grow in the word and the knowledge of the Lord. May the Lord establish you in Christ forevermore. Shall we receive the benediction? The first in the month of July. May God's abiding presence be upon you and your family. And may you connect with the deepest part of Jehovah. May heaven be open over you. And may you enjoy every blessing that comes from his presence. In Jesus' name, you are blessed. Amen.